Welcome to On Air with Kai, a podcast that inspires, brings hope, shows resilience, and strength. Thank you for joining us on our last episode of Season 1. Hope you guys enjoyed what you have heard so far. Uh, Morty and I are just going to be wrapping things up today, so hope you guys enjoy. And as always, don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast and share it on your socials as well. Leave us that five-star review. everybody and welcome to the last episode of season one of On Air with Kai. Of course, I'm always joined with uh, my amazing co-host, Morty Rothman. Welcome. Hello, hello. Um, Brian, as everybody knows as well. So this is, as the title states, the season one wrap-up. We've had, I guess, 10 interviews, if you count the two with uh, Rabbi Scholar the back-to-back part one and two um and with multiple hours of editing and marketing and posting and everything going behind the scenes so it's definitely been an amazing really interesting journey with this whole thing uh just learning the ropes of it all again and just getting people in and interviewing them and hearing the stories you know like i've i know there's times in this process during the interviews where you've like sat there and nudged me kind of to like say something you're just sitting there quietly kind of thing because like honestly I don't know how you do this I was in shock and awe through all of them and not knowing how to respond to what you're hearing for the first time because like as a volunteer coordinator I'm not hearing these full stories I'm hearing the Coles notes of them I'm hearing what we need to hear to be able to service the families and what we're told. We don't get to hear the full nitty gritty, how the doctors and the parents uh, communicated, how the parents pretty much in uh, Asaf Benun's case, like how he somehow came up with the treatment plan for his son. You know, we don't get to hear that um, with Amanda Kaufman, how her coach dedicated her last skate to her. You know, so like hearing these kinds of stories, like Bracha Silver, like we don't, you don't, you don't hear that how upset she is and how angry she is towards God and how she turned her back on God and everything. You don't, we don't hear that side of the things. And I think knowing that and seeing that aspect of it all really just it, it, it changes everything. It changes your views of what's really going on here. It changes your views of what Halifeline really is and what they are doing and how they're operating and how they are helping these families because it's one thing for me just to send a big sibling out or to send a meal out but to like know the full backstory of it i feel the more that the people even in the office know these stories a lot of things would get better and better and better not that they're not amazing now so um you know first of all brian i want to say thank you very much for everything you've done for the podcast from the background, you know, a lot of work went into this from all the editing and the posting and the, you know, even the little jingle we all hear in the beginning of the show. So, you know, thank you for, for everything that you've done. It's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey too. I've never, um, I didn't know how podcasts work and, uh, you know, I listen to them. It's very easy for me to click uh, play on my smartphone but um there's a lot of background and a lot of stuff that goes on it and uh, you did great and it's been a great honor and opportunity for me to um co-host with you it's been it's been wonderful thank you um, i've enjoyed every moment of it 
you know, that said, I think that there's, uh, you know, I think with everything in life, there's, there's always more to, to, than what it seems, you know, everything that goes on in the background uh, here at high and, you know, how we, you know, we just scratch the surface sometimes of, of what we're dealing with and what we're doing. And we never know the ripple implications of, of all these, uh, of all these things. And, you know, something small that we might've done for a family can have massive, massive effects later on, or even then. And sometimes things that you don't even realize are happening in the moment, like, you know, a volunteer gets touched in a way that will impact him or her for, for quite some time. And I think, um, you know, that's a lesson for life. It's really, it's not just about high lifeline. I think everywhere, you know, in any business, so often we take for granted these kind of things and we don't realize the amount of work and effort and tire um, and tiresome things that just go into everything that people try to accomplish. And, um, you know, this is no different. And, you know, I, I was saying to somebody early on that, and sorry for my rant, but like, I could see when I was telling some of these stories, how much it changed um, your perception of the organization and you're in the organization. And it's been like, these are stories and these are things that, you know, astound even me to this day, some of these things that happened and I could, what we, what we touched on this past season is like a scratching the surface. There's so many stories and so many impactful moments that, you know, I look forward to sharing in the future seasons with people and, um, you know, whether it's things that people can learn from in their own business and take away or concepts and ideas that they can learn from a sick child or a family through a resilient, like just there's so much there. And I had no idea that, you know, even once we got started, what we would be capable of, of sharing. So thank you. Yeah, like, listen, I got to thank you for um, just allowing us to do this because I mean, yeah, it's something that's a hit and miss. You never know what the listenership is going to be, but it has been pretty decent for our first season and I'm excited for our second season. We have started recording it. We have some amazing guests lined up for it. Um, I'm curious though, to know what is, what is one thing that you really took away from this first season from the interviews? What's something that you learned that you may not have realized before? Um, you know, it was really interesting for me to get to know, you know, and I've worked with Rabbi Scholar for so many years, but to really understand, you know, the thought process and, and some of the, the, the mentality that um, even to this day uh, is really imbued within High Lifeline, that concept of, you know, just get the job done. And, and we do, we just do that. That's how it works at High Lifeline. And um it's something that rings true to this day, I think, in staff as well and people who are successful at the organization. And it's interesting for me to see how that kind of went from the top down um, and still rings true to this day. Um, meeting, you know, for meeting Dr. Khan, who who shared with me, you know, you think research is the most uh, mundane thing, but really a lot of creativity has to come into research and how people create the concepts or the whole research project and um, how he he creates or, or he uses his creativity in, 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 in his research projects and, and things like that. It was, was very interesting to me to, to our uh, human etch-a-sketch and, and stories with Bracha Silver and how she, you know, where she got that strength from and Asaf understanding, you know, the lengths to which a father will go to save their child or to be there for their child. Um, 
I mean, there's so many lessons there and there's so many takeaways from, you know, to people's businesses, to people's lives. Um, and I just hope that we helped, you know, people who took the time to listen, that we enriched them and we um, shared with them some of these incredible lessons and opportunities and, and learnings. And my hope is uh, only more and better to continue into season two. I couldn't agree more. The one thing I took away from this is everyone's attitude of perspective. How that was, that seemed to be the key ingredient in most of the stories was perspective and how it changed drastically for most of the people, like either for fathers, like, um, for instance, for Seth Benun, when his son was getting was sick, you know, like his whole perspective on his family, how he was going to be towards them, how like him and his wife grew up, um, what was the word they used? Um, I guess hardened. That was the word that they use, you know, the growing up hardened. It's like they yeah. kind of learn to loosen up a little bit more and have a little more understanding, you know, and the same thing with a lot of the other ones, Amanda Kaufman with her perspective of life and what she expected out of her treatment was very different than what actually took place once she stepped back on the ice. So it's the, the whole aspect of perspective was just through and through, like without a question, like the main thing I ended up taking away from that. And that is one thing that you can definitely take away in life and in business is the perspective of what you're doing, who you're helping and how you're doing it. And I just find, I found that really fascinating. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that, that change in perspective. And I think, you know, it's, it's almost in everything in life. So to, so to speak, because you really have, you know, we all have certain expectations and we show up, in any given situation with a certain expectation, whether that's we sit down at a restaurant and we expect to be served in a timely fashion or, you know, and, and then we get upset when we're not to, um, you know, that's something small to something major, like, Hey, we expect our life to go, you know, really well and, you know, have no surprise health issues. What's, you know, whatsoever and, and how we handle, how we handle those changes in what's going to be our circumstances for the, for going forward. You know, it's, I I don't know where I saw it, but I recently saw a, a I think it was a podcast where someone says, okay, like you know, they they went to a room full of people and they're like, you know, who who likes surprises? Like by a show of hands, who likes surprises? And like you know, the whole room raises their hand. We all like surprises. And she's like, and 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 the presenter was like, you don't all like surprises. Like, what do you mean? Of course we do. It's like, because when you hear a surprise, you think, oh, I'm going to get a prize. I'm going to win this. Something's happening. I win the lottery. Right. But surprises are, you know, they're, they're not necessarily good. They're bad, too. Right. They could be almost all of a sudden I had a health scare. All of a sudden, you know, this tragedy happened. That's a surprise. That's not something, you know, I would argue that most people don't actually like surprises. They want things to stay kind of, you know, status quo, good or bad. Just they're comfortable. And, uh, you know, all these families and a lot of these people are people who really push themselves out of their comfort zone, whether it's on their own for the greater good or whether it's because they were forced into certain circumstances um, or both. And, you know, it's it, it's just an interesting an interesting thing that, um, you know, we need to be pushed out of our comfort zone a little bit. And, and I hope that, again, this podcast helped people make that. You know, with that leap, whether it was when they were dealing with things in their own life that are super difficult um, to deciding, hey, I'm going to make a change and, and do something different and be a little bit more resilient in this area or that.
Absolutely. And I feel that's where High Lifeline really comes into play with a lot of people. I mean, if you looked at uh, Eden Filinov's story, I mean, that whole thing was out of left field. Like, I mean, that's a surprise out of everything. Um, like her case manager ends up being her lifeline. I mean, you know, for her, it's like she's 14 years old or maybe she's like even younger and to wake up and not be able to see, like yeah. you just wake up one morning and can't see. And like all of a sudden, oh yeah, you're, whole life is now different like everything has changed you know and and then from the fact that she got to connect with high lifeline and then you know all the great things that happened that we were able to provide her with to the point where she built a relationship with our case manager who you know was generous on her own she did that she you know i can't say high life had anything to do with it but that's the kind of people high life on attracts where somebody would be that involved with a family and would give of themselves in that way. Um, it's truly incredible. And to be able to look back and say like, hey, High Lifeline really does save lives, whether you know you want to say on a social support level, on a mental health perspective, or in that case, literally saved a life. Yep, absolutely. Um, so before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to add to this season or any closing words you'd like to give to the listeners? Um. To be honest with you, I, I, I wish I would have spent more time thinking about it because there's always important things to, uh, to impart and to, and to share. But um, if there's one, one major thing that I would want to say is, is you know, I want to thank all of, all of you, all of our listeners, all the people who took the time out of their busy day and they could choose anything to listen to. Um, and you chose us. And I hope we entertained you. I hope it was meaningful and showed some purpose to yourselves to your lives and added something positive um, to make a difference in, in your life. And, um, you know, High Lifeline wouldn't exist without don't without without listeners and donors. Um, and we're here for the community. That's what it is. So um, I'm really just truly grateful for everybody here, for you, Brian, for putting this together. And, um, you know, I just I, I, I look forward to continuing on in season two, three and four. Me too, how, about you, how about you, Brian? Amen. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I really am grateful for you even just giving me the opportunity to put this all together and bring it forward. Uh, you know, obviously you were a huge help with it. You carried a lot of the conversations as I sat there dumbfounded, listening to what I was he- listening to and just gobsmacked most of the time. And like, you're kind of prodding me, like I said at the beginning to like say something. Cause I, a lot of time I wasn't complete shock from what I was hearing. So Thank you. Thank you for helping me with this. Thank you for carrying along with it. And absolutely. Thank you to the less, the listeners um, and to the people and the families that gave their time to us and, and allowed us to interview them and get into their lives and open their lives up to all the listeners around, you know, without those stories, this wouldn't happen. And, you know, high lifeline wouldn't be around without them needing us. So, I mean, thank you to all those people and to all the listeners and to everybody around. And yeah, absolutely. I look forward to the next, uh, bunch of seasons okay thanks brian thank you on air with high is a high lifeline canada project produced by myself brian strasberg hosted by myself and the executive director of high lifeline canada mordechai rothman guests are booked by orly davis and graphic design is done by candace alper on air with high is edited by myself and the music is provided by music unlimited at pixabay.com To learn more about High Lifeline and how you can help us, please visit our website at highlifelinecanada.org.